Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Toyota Brookhaven services all makes and models. That could be why we were voted best service department the past two years. Come see why. Exit 40 Brookhaven or online at toyotabrookhaven.com. Great service, great savings. At Toyota Brookhaven, we deliver. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in studio today. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. And of course, you can always find us on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And you can catch us on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com. And I want you to fess up who has panicked at least once today over the time. Right. Because there's always that one clock that you only utilize maybe on work days or once you're getting back in sort of the routine. Because yesterday that was a Sunday. It's kind of a weekend. You're not always where every clock is. And you look at it and you go. (gasps) And you have to remember. Okay, I'm sort of I'm I'm doing better than I thought than I thought I was. I think the panic is worse when it's fall back versus spring forward. I agree. I agree because you would be late versus being early for something, I think. Uh, But and thank goodness that a lot of your, I guess, smartphones and even like my car, unless my husband changed it. I didn't know it today, but I don't think he's been in it. I looked at it when I got it today. I was like, oh, it's right which was a good thing because it would have been a bad thing had it not been. But I guess it now, they're, you know, smarter cars. Does your car, do you have to manually change your car, Rhino, or does it flip? Yeah, I was manually changing it at the red light this morning when I looked down and went, I'm way early. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, I didn't get myself an extra hour of sleep. I lost myself an extra hour of sleep. And this is the one that everyone says leaves you feeling a little more groggy. It takes like a whole week to sort of get your pet back in your step because even though... You may subconscious, not subconsciously, you may choose to go to bed later one night or get caught up in a Netflix or whatever series and stay up late. It's something about it not being your choice that like messes everything up. I know last night, it's the first few nights of going to bed to me that are so weird. And as the summer's days get longer, which is a beautiful thing, I'm not arguing against it I, I particular i prefer once i get in the groove this time of year when it comes to time but it's the it's it's nine o'clock and you're not you don't feel sleepy yet like you feel like that weird or you're eating dinner like a, you're not ready for dinner but it's like dinner time because it feels a whole lot earlier so when you do stop to think about it the whole time change thing it's really crazy what an hour of mo- of shifting the clock does for you and the animals just look at you like you're crazy do you think they no? Do, do you think they have any concept of of it's changed? No, like porch cat, for example. Most mornings, I've got two or three alarms set, uh-huh. and the first one is just kind of to knock me out of deep sleep. That way, the second one will get me up. But usually, about four or five times out of the week, after the first alarm goes off, 
porch cat will hop up next to me and just lay down right there next to me. And usually she will wait about 30, 45 seconds to start pawing at me like, hey, it's breakfast time. Get up. Well, yesterday morning and this morning, alarm went off, pulled her up, picked her up, put her on the bed. She went right back to sleep. She was like, no, I'm And was like, I'm, I'm not dealing with this. It's too early. We got, we've got another hour, Dad. I'm just, we're good. We're good to go. Same, I guess same thing with uh, ours. It's hit the, her feet hit the floor. She wants to go to the bathroom. And then once I get up to let the dog out, then I'm up. Like, I'm not one that can just go crawl back in bed unless I don't feel good. You know, it's, it's not sort of a normal scenario. And you're right. She, she was not up and at it per the clock time today. So she probably also felt like she needed an extra hour. I do feel like it's sad. I hate it that folks, you know, it's during your spring break, although I guess a traditional work week would stink too. There's really not a good time to make the transition, right, into either one, really. Uh, but this does seem like the it has the greatest reward in terms of with the time change, but it has the hardest shift in terms of getting your body to sort of want to get back on that time. Where are we in it not ever changing back? I know that's been like up in the air. Is that actual? Is it just stuff folks are griping about over the water cooler, or is there actually a chance that could happen? Well, because this is good things without getting too political, <laughs> okay, please do. Yes. I will say that or please don't. The, the argument has been made from both sides of the political spectrum for various reasons. And it's really going to take a, a groundswell of Americans calling their Congress people to get something done. Because the legislation's come up time and time again, and it never seems to get any traction. And it's it comes down to the divide of which one do you like more? Do you like having later sun or earlier sun? Okay, so worldwide, let's take the politics out of it. Let's just look what the rest of the world is doing. Because I know like America or a few other places or some of the – there's only a few places that do this in terms of shifting back and forth. What does the rest of the world lend towards and sticking with? Uh, America is pretty much similar to the vast majority of Europe, but for the most part South America, Africa, Australia, and Asia – just look at us like we're crazy they don't worry with it for a lot of probably other reasons so what would they be well i know our time differences are all different oh wow now if you travel internationally and those time differences are different then they're always going to be different different during the different sort of times oh how blessed we are just to be meek old people who don't travel internationally <laughs> i like the, the off the wall idea that instead of moving it back and forth just keep moving it in one direction so you end up having... So you wind up with, like, sunset is going to be 6 a.m. eventually. <laughs> okay, so And that really only benefits the people that work the third shift. shift. I was just going to say, so now we're, spread, now we're spreading the wealth of daylight time to all of those uh, individuals who have to work the different shifts and regions. And you just made a large majority of folks listening to Good Things Hair stand up and want to scream, the idea of thinking about that. But, you know, it is nuts to see the statistics around this particular change like car wrecks go up heart attacks go up all these things that sort of just go up uh through this one sort of minor you think minor but i guess it's a major shift could you imagine if we just kept shifting it all sort of that way how much that would psychologically bumbuzzle us for a lack of more appropriate more appropriate terms 
I don't know. I say just pick one and go with it. Roll the dice, flip a quarter. At the end of the day, once you get accustomed to something, it's the part of getting used to something. And then right when you really start to get in the groove of it, we're talking about falling back, jumping forward, falling back, you know, sort of jumping forward. But without our without us moving the clock, am I right or am I wrong, Rhino, that the days get longer and shorter regardless because of the sun and the seasons Correct. and all the things? Yeah, if we didn't lop it off or add it back on, you would still experience longer days in the summertime and shorter days in the wintertime. That's just the physics of light and the angle of the Earth on its axis and the the way gotcha. it works with the solar system. So I gotcha, I gotcha. Dan in Hattiesburg said his daughter got a double whammy. She went on a mission trip to Vermont, so there was a culture shock plus two hours of sleep difference. I was tr- I was trying to think, what have I traveled? It's been a while where the time shifted so much that you had to. I've never traveled to like Australia or anywhere where you're talking about major shifts. Mine has mostly been two to three hours one way or the other within the United within the United States or even internationally on a cruise. But it was still just like the um, Bahamas or Virgin Islands is only a couple hours one way or the other. It's not. Like you're in a different day when you get there right. or like back or whatever. Yeah, I've never experienced true jet lag where you leave when the sun's up and you land when the sun's coming up and you feel like you didn't have any sleep at all for a 48-hour period and it just messes with your body clock. I've never been that far away from home, especially in a way where I couldn't keep up with the time change. Like if I'm on a long road trip. Right. <clears throat> You don't really feel jet lag because you can adjust every hour on the hour. I always enjoyed, I used to have to travel to Atlanta and back a lot for uh, for a job. And you you were good at jipping the system on the way down because you gained an hour. And then, but then you lost it on the way back, and it was like wah wah wah. And when you would, whenever you got home, Jeff and Grenada said you have done bumped your head, Rhino, talking about the shifting of the, you know. But think about it. Like, it's just an idea. I know I'm not the first person to come up with that idea. There's no way on God's green earth I'm the first person to think that. But it was just something I was thinking about this weekend. I was like, what if we so Frodo just president. kept going in one direction? That's the one thing he's going, hey, that's a good band. They're doing well. And we just kept our clocks going in one direction where, so how would it work? Would would you would you spring forward just an hour every seat, like every time it would come up? Yeah. I'd give everybody an extra hour. I wouldn't do fallback. I wouldn't take an hour from you. You'd I'd always, give you an extra hour. And that would and be twice a year? Just once a year. So you just do it once a year. So you'd get a full year to sort of adjust and then whatever. So it's slowly. So in theory, it would take 24 years. To get back around. To get back around. You'd have a whole other generation. Ready to see the sun in a different way. <laughs> no. If you're, I, I, as your friend, I would say I wouldn't run as that my leading thing <laughs> on my platform. <laughs> so stick with us. we got more for you up next. your afternoon just a little brighter it's good things with rebecca turner on super talk mississippi 
Welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget you can listen. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm, your Supertalk Mississippi app. You can find us there. And you can always find us on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And our buddy Rhino has ruffled some feathers today. I told you it would. I also uh, agree that if you run for any position, this should not be the first thing on your platform that you get out to talk about. He has just proposed the idea around daylight saving times, because I think we all are dragging this week, and because of the shift, and we all start to wonder what would life be like if we never had to go backwards and forwards and backwards and forwards. And so Rhino said, you know what? We should just all be moving in one direction in life, and every year we will just fall forward or spring forward, whichever way you want to look at it, one hour each year in perpetuity. And so it would take 24 years, if you could do the math, to get back around to like where you are now. So slowly but surely, your daytime position would become a nighttime position, but not technically, but technically. And then that would give third shift workers the opportunity for, what, six to seven years? They would actually get to see the sun in their waking hours. hours. And so it would be spreading the wealth uh, of daylight. Oh, I spent way too much time this weekend actually playing with this thought problem because I I thought about it and I thought about how society itself would probably split into two types of people. You either have... Only two? Well, the two main (laughs) types. You You would have the clock people where your job, your life, everything revolves around what time it says on the clock. Mm-hmm. And then you would have people in professions where it doesn't matter what the clock says, I'm following what the sun's doing. Like farmers yeah. or anyone who has to work outside or actually needs light for, you know, for their purpose of, of doing business. Uh, Dan in Hattiesburg, Rhino, you realize with your plan that after 12 years, you would have flipped a.m. and p.m. Four in the afternoon would look exactly like four in the morning. Oh, yeah, because then you, you open it up to international trade relations and all these different ways that you connect with people around the world because the world keeps getting smaller and smaller so every year you have a new time zone you're matched up to around the world where time where you are is the same time where they are so the world wouldn't be on this schedule it would just be the fact that the united states is crazy anyway and we already have this weird flippy floppy uh, time routine that we do that no one else does so let's just go bonkers and try to catch up with everybody at some at some time in our lifetime so i mentioned as much as i thought i hated cutting shrubs i would really hate cutting shrubs at 3 a.m versus 3 p.m you know but if you think about some trades i think about those that work offshore particularly they used to i don't know how it is now but when my husband worked offshore it was two on two off but then within their two on they would do a week on days and then a week on nights and then at some point during the year they would somehow shift so that way Everybody got the opportunity to have holidays at some point every so many years, right? Because if you were two on, two off consistently, you would always get the same holidays or miss the same holidays each year. So there would always be a flip week or or a three-weeker where they would, I guess, flip schedules, if that makes sense. Right. And, y'all, it was mind-boggling to even try to keep up with (laughs) – trying to keep up with sort of all that. So I couldn't imagine if, you know – 
If you're up for when Santa's supposed to be there this year, but you're slowly going to bed for Santa to get, I mean, and I think, but I think that also just opens up for conversation. I feel like this could be a movie. Who would be the director for this type of of wonky movie? We'll have to ask Tanya about that probably on Friday. But I imagine it would be. Oh, is it? It's not Christopher Columbus. He did the Harry Potter movies and Home Alone. Who did Inception? Because he also did Memento, and he he's all about the mind-bending movies. Mm-hmm. Doctor Strange comes to mind. <laughs> I know he's not the director or whatever, but I kind of like have that whole time warp, whatever. But it also shows what Christopher a, Nolan. I know there was a Chris in there somewhere. What a slave we are to the idea of time, and you know, we're talking about. I think it was uh, last week watching the. Um, People who live out in the bush in Alaska and the gentleman who broke his watch. And so now he really is a, not a slave. It's probably not the right word, but leans very much on the sun. And so his whole day in shadows and sort of figuring out time without having a way to keep time and how it was really disorienting for him. And he had to come up with a different system to feel grounded. And I think that's what time does. And that's why when you start, you know, seeing it fall for fall backwards or spring forward, it throws us off because whether we we recognize it or not it's so grounding just to know that everything else may be going chaotic and we wish time would slow down and all this but it's a very grounding thing to know that you can just sort of look at your watch and be pulled back into an exact moment and then be able to then think only two more hours till I get off or I've got three more hours to get this you know task done before the sun starts to you know there's something very there's safety I think like a feeling of safety and having a structure of time. You take that away, and then it's kind of like, ah! Oh, you know what breaks loose. <laughs> but I like it. Someone said they think you're mad, Dan in Hattiesburg. You just want to be a day ahead of the world after 24 years. Please don't mess with leap year. I mean, you have to throw leap year, you know, in there. Why do we have leap year, by the way? Because... One year astronomically is actually 365.25 days. So the amount of time it takes for the Earth to go around the sun is not exactly 365 days. It's 365 and a quarter. So every four years, that quarter adds up to a whole day. And if you don't account for it, then you would have a similar situation with just jumping ahead an hour every year, where over the long game... You would have seasons changing what month they were in. All because of a quarter of a day in a year. Math is hard, guys. Math is hard. Jeff and Grenada said, I would just, when I rolled to working at night, I would just change jobs every six to eight years. Jeff and Grenada said, hey, you know, here's the thing, though. Even if that was made into law, we all had to live with it, we would adapt and figure it out. Oh, yeah. You would have time to do it. It wouldn't be a – it would be a progressive change. It wouldn't be a stark you're on days today, nights tomorrow, days today, nights tomorrow, whatever. It w- wouldn't be that flippy floppy. It would be a slow – but at the same time, every year, I mean, it screws us up just to have that one-hour change back or forth. So I don't know. I know. As I said, just don't lead with it. Just don't leave. But that several would, people have suggested it would be an M Night Shyamalan movie. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like there's, you know, if the Oscars are up and listening, we've got. I feel like if it was an M Night Shyamalan movie, it would be a a movie where 
95% of the movie, you don't know what these people are preparing for, but they're very serious about preparing for something that's coming and it's imminent and they got to get ready. And then the twist is they're gaining an hour on their clocks. So, but this is one of those movies that would have to have like the flash forwards or backwards of the same person or family or whatever, where... It, it shifts in time, like so. They're eating, you know. You see in one scene they're eating breakfast at eight a.m., and then the next time they're eating breakfast at three p.m., and then it flashes back to when they were eating breakfast at, you know, five a.m. And then you know, it's just, it would have to have that kind of like mind bending, where the story is fluid, but the time difference walks it all out of sort of all out of whack. I don't know, my head hurts just thinking about it. Sounds like it'd be a great Doctor Who episode. Yeah, I go right back to, um, what's his name? The the Marvel movie. Doctor Strange. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, it's right up that sort of twist. I feel like, who's the lady that, in Doctor Strange, the the bald-headed lady who ended up dying? I feel like she should be in it. Can't remember her name, but whatever. That person. Got a lot to think about here on a Monday on a spring break. Leave it to Rhino to make us think and make our head hurt. But, hey, sometimes it's fun just to think outside of the box. And that's also what we'd like to do over on the Good Things Facebook group. So if you've had the opportunity to go there, there is a fun question, not nearly as mind-bending as this one with time, although I feel like we'll all be talking about that with our friends and uh, family later on to sort of uh, devil into what it would look like with our own lives. But I want to know what something is that you find super easy. Maybe it's math, like Rhino, and thinking about time. And that other people may find sort of hard or tricky, because we all have those areas in our life where we're just a little, pick up on something a little bit quicker, or we're able to do something a little bit better, or it just comes a little bit more naturally to us when our friends and our family may really struggle in a certain area. We've all got our pros and our cons and uh, strengths and our weaknesses, so let us know. 601-879-4395. Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. You can watch good things. We are on your computer, your mobile device. You can watch it on Roku, Amazon Fire TV devices, even YouTube. You can also watch good things live on C Spire TV. 
If you've got that, we are on Channel 70 right next to the Weather Channel, which is, says it's beautiful, sunshiny and wonderful, but a little bit of chill in the air, and that's okay. Wouldn't be spring break without a little bit of dip in the weather. We hope that it warms up for country music superstar Morgan Wallen as he comes to Oxford. He's coming late April. That's the 23rd. That's a Sunday. And we want to give you a chance to win some tickets. All you got to do is enter at one of our registration boxes. They are located throughout the state, if you hadn't heard. For example, you can register to win tickets by going to Waverly Boutique in Columbus, or if you're in Brookhaven, stop by Be Quick, or if you're in Ridgeland, you can go to Got Gear Motor Sports. All you got to do is walk in, find the registration box, fill it out, stick it in. Boom. You are entered to win two sweet seat tickets to see Morgan Wallen on Sunday, April 23rd at Vault Hemingway Stadium there in Oxford. If you want to find out where all the registration places are across the state, you can go to supertalk.fm slash Morgan Wallen. I know the drawing or however they're going to do it is coming up uh, around August. Not August. Maybe a little late. April uh, the 7th, which gosh, that's coming quick, like, um, and in a hurry. And the ticket giveaway is brought to you by First South Farm Credit, King's Daughter Medical Center, Jumpstart Test Prep, and Toyota of Brookhaven. So it's looking, looking good. So and get out there and register, register, register away, and you may win those two sweet seat tickets. If you've been over to the Good Things Facebook group today, you will see we have a fun question moving past time, because obviously nobody's good at sort of figuring that out. Uh, But we all have things that we're good at that maybe other folks don't find as easy. And so I want to know what those are from you. We've got several people chiming in on this. Some saying things like sewing. I would totally agree with that. I feel like that's a knack. You're either good at it or you're not. You may be taught to sew on a button. I think we all should maybe have that ability at one point i think the standards or the uh, foundations of sewing were taught in like home ec or some other classes and that was the probably the extent of hemming and then button on and offing i don't know if that's sewing a zipper on sewing a zipper on that kind of thing but as in maybe actually using a machine making straight lines doing the cool stitches that's an art like that is not not everybody's born with that not everybody can just create their own outfits and it actually looks looks good so tony kudos to you for knowing how to sew others are saying things like baking i agree with this bait yes baking is like a science it's a it's exact but if you're not also in tune with what that should be you're not going to be good at it like you may be able to bake brownies from a box mix or cupcakes from the whatever or the cookies that come from the fundraisers that are already cut out for you you just put them on the pan (laughs) but in terms of like from scratch like complex cookies or really good cakes you know a good baker from a not so good baker. I, I think a part of that comes from as a society, we tend to look at recipes as the end all be all how to do that particular thing. And the farther back you go in history, the less precise recipes were. Yes. Because they had a better understanding that a recipe is more of a guideline. Like if a recipe for brownies, for instance, say bake for 30 minutes at this temperature. Well, every oven's going to be a little bit different. So 30 minutes in my oven might be completely different brownies than 30 minutes in your oven and 30 minutes in your oven and your oven. So 
that 30 minutes is the guideline. If you like them gooey, you're going to want to take them out earlier than that. If you like them dry, you're going to want to take them out later than that. And even then, you got to dial it into your oven. I love that. That's such a metaphor for life, too, that we have gotten so prescribed on what, because technically life is a recipe, if you think of it that way. You feel like there's all these ingredients you need or supposed or have to have, and we feel like it's a formula for, you know, the perfect brownie life or whatever it may be. But truth is, is that's not necessarily the way it all works out. And it should, you know, looking at them, it would take a lot of the fear out of cooking if you saw them more as a guideline versus I have to get this exact step right or I have to do this exact thing right because even if you do it step by step like my mama's spaghetti I have tried it oh my god I have tried it and for whatever reason it don't taste like my mama's spaghetti so I gave up and I cooked Rebecca Turner's spaghetti which is fine and edible and my kids will eat it but it's not my mama's spaghetti but I can use the same ingredients the same whatever and it's just not my mama's spaghetti. Like, it's mind-boggling to me. And so even if you do it exactly the same, you're not always guaranteed to yield sort of the same results, which is real interesting, too, that you can take, like, a recipe book, which I think, you know, cookbooks was one of the original books ever published or printed, I think, probably above the Bible or after the Bible. But um, you can take that person, two people side by side, do the same things. And it's always going to turn out to taste a little bit different. Cooking shows, mm-hmm. same thing, which is really interesting. And it can be any mm-hmm. number of variables. It could be you aerated whatever you're mixing instead of just mixing. And that can be a difference of what angle you're holding the bowl and the spoon or the whisk. And then I guess now from just knowing more, your altitude and all kinds of things have a lot to play into um, how recipes turn out, particularly with baking, but also with other other forms or methods of cooking. Lucas has one, though. This is a real skill, and not everybody has it. Going to the grocery store and buying only what I went in there to buy. Some cannot do it. Some don't even go into a grocery store with said need to know know what they need, which is you. Very I, rarely do I have a list of things that I have set out ahead of time that I have to pick up, and then I only go to those spots and grab it. So you, you, hold on. I am very much a Lucas. I could nail this one. I have such good self-discipline for even like I'm the mean mom with my children. Not on the list. We're not getting it. Every now and then I'll veer very infrequently, though, because I try to keep a tight, narrow rein on it. Uh, And there's oftentimes I leave without things on my list, either because I forgot them, they didn't have exactly what I wanted, or I recognized that I didn't get them, but I'm already in motion to check out. And I thought to myself, eh, I'll get it next time. It's not worth the far trip back around all the whatever to sort of pick it up. Whereas I'm real bad about, all right, I got to get more food for porch cat. So, all right, I got to go to the store and get more cat food. So I'll get the buggy, get the cat food, and then I'm going to swing by the clearance rack, see what they got. And then then whole off from there. It causes me sheer anxiety. Now, I've gone into the grocery store without lists. It happens. I mean, you just run in. You know you need milk, whatever, like the basics. And then you tell yourself, I'm only going to pick up a few things. And that's literally I'll come out with a few things because it overwhelms me to sit there and like – Oh, pork tenderloin on sale. Okay, what could I put with that? Oh, I got to walk back up there together, and then I got to walk back there and do, and then I'm like melting 
in the middle of the aisle with just sweat and anxiety. And I wind up usually with a frozen pizza, a box of mac and cheese, milk and whatever else I needed, and out the door until I can collect my thoughts and then come back in prepared to get the things that we need. Whereas usually the most upset I get at the grocery store is if I can't find one of the little buggies. What do you mean little buggies? Well, most grocery stores nowadays, you got the normal full-size buggy and you got the little buggy. With the two? With where Yeah, it's got two pretty much equally sized or the one's a little bit smaller. If I fill that thing up, I've got too much. I'm going to let stuff go to waste. Let alone if I fill up a full buggy with stuff. Well, you're a party of one. Right. One in Porch Cat. Yeah. But I find I buy the things when I go in there without any sort of like, it's nothing. I'm not getting fresh thing. Nor No one walks through the produce aisle and says, well, let me grab some broccoli and see what I'll do with that later this week. Or, well, I'll just think I'll throw in some carrots and we'll snack on those at some point. Like, that's not usually those items are for I'll recipes. I do that with onions and taters. Do you? Oh, yeah. See, but it's more of the... But okay, they'll last a while. A pizza can go in the freezer. We'll get to that. Chicken tenders, we'll get to that. If I don't eat them this week, that's my thing. If I don't eat them, we don't eat them this week, we'll eat them. You know, like that's the kind of things that I, I sort of think through uh, when I do that. Every now and then, I'll be on the little spice aisle or I'll find something, and I'm like, oh, that sounds good. And then it tells you all the things you need on the back, and you're like, okay, I'm going to go on a scavenger hunt, and I'm going to pick up the missing pieces to make whatever this says for the for the seasoning especially if it's like a chicken or or whatever sort of um marinade sort of pack every now and then and then you know what happens i forget about it i'll still still end up using the ingredients it's just in a completely different manner so stressful grocery shopping so stressful all right stick with us we got more for you coming up next that make you smile. This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. Things. We are on computer email device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com and all that we're having a fun time talking about our question of the day over on the Good Things Facebook group. I hope you saw some of the good headlines there too. One of our prior Good Things guests, Philip Lindsay, he's a 14 year old paraplegic athlete. He is with the Mississippi Wheel Cats. They are headed to the National 
tournament, or I guess the national championship, and I think that's pretty cool. Philip actually started playing basketball when he was nine and always dreamed of making it to this point, and so there they go. So we will be following and wishing the Mississippi Wolcats much luck as they head off to take on the national uh, tournament. We know that they will do good things and that they will represent us, uh, Mississippi, uh, very well. And then also kudos to uh, Jackson State's uh, uh, women's basketball coach. She just won the SWAT Coach of the Year, which I think is a big deal for the 2022-23 SWAC season, Miss Tamika Reed. So congratulations to her, too. So lots of basketball news you might not hear coming up on Sports Talk coming up next. I know there's other big news. We'll let them give you those headlines. But if you want to see good headlines in that and more, just head on over uh, to the Good Things Facebook group. One that's not in the Facebook group, but also not Mississippi related, but I thought, well, we're talking about basketball and this is pretty cool. Have you ever, okay, so basketball is one of those things not good at, was never talented. Some find shooting a basketball a lot easier than sort of others. You either have the skill or you don't. I get it. It is a skill you could get better at with practice and time and and repetition and all things. I'm not exactly tall, so it's never really been easy for me in terms of like three-pointers or whatever, much less further back. Well, the taller you are, the less steep the learning curve is. Correct. Now, any kid, though, we've all had that time with the basketball goal where you turned around and when you tried the granny sort of whoop. Underhand shot. Underhand shot. And then at some point you all tried, well, I can do it behind, like the overhead trick shot, right? Like Because that's going to be more difficult than anything else. Oh, yeah. Have you ever made a backwards basketball shot? From half court. From half court. Yes. How many feet is that? I have no idea. Okay. I just know it was completely luck-based, not skill-based at all. Which you you feel like, and sometimes these are the things that they set up for, you can win $1,000 if you make this shot from half court with your eyes you know, closed or turned around backwards. Well, I was wondering if you knew how many feet, because maybe you could have beat this gentleman and you didn't know it and could have held a Guinness World Record. But a man made a backwards basketball shot from 85.5 feet in Texas. And he'd been practicing his backward shot since 2010 and he broke the record for the farthest basketball shot made backwards at the AT&T Center in San Antonio. And he had the mascots and the cheerleaders and all there were for encouraging. And he decided to attempt the record 12 years after starting to refine his technique. And so he did it. It's the farthest basketball shot made backwards. And so if you want to try it. An NBA court is 94 feet long. So that is... You're getting almost very, full length, almost full court. Almost full court to be able. So he's to, basically standing in the paint, looking up at the rim, and chucks it backwards, and it goes in the other rim. Yes, that's talent. He can do that a whole lot better. So Dan and Hasbert said, I guess half court is forty-seven feet. Yeah, I still say that's impressive, even if it was like luck, right? Like I feel like <laughs> you should get half of the Guinness World Record. You know, maybe they don't give you the whole record. They just give you runner-up or half of the trophy. I don't know. <laughs> it was a group of us. We all gave it a shot. I think three or four of us actually did it after a couple tries, but yeah. Yeah, that's not something This I was long thinking. before we all walked around with cameras in our pockets to video it. Oh, so I could say I did it too, right? Uh, you know, there was this one time <laughs> on the basketball court 
the one time I ever picked up clubs to play golf, I hit a hole in one. I don't have any evidence, but man, they cheered. It was a great day. I think my favorite <laughs> example of like the backwards basketball shot is the uh, he was either a news anchor or a sports anchor, but he was on a local news station. I don't think it was local to Mississippi, but he's doing a a story about the basketball team. And at the end of his little thing, he just throws it behind him, expecting it to just go nowhere. And it just whoosh, swish right through the net. And he couldn't even believe it. They had it right there on camera, and the guy behind the camera goes, you made it. What? That, too. And um, sometimes you'd have, like, the throwing of the football into the little circle thingies, like at combine or at uh, different news sort of things. And every time someone makes it, it's like, I, I did it! <laughs> he did it! 85 and a half feet. That's a really long way. All right, thank you all for playing along with us today. You all do really make good things great. And the conversation never ends over on the Good Things Facebook group, so meet us there. But stick with us. you got more coming up next with the boys. you got Sports Talk Mississippi from 3 to 6. Rhino and I will be back here tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. If good things for you and I. If good things for you and I. If good things for you Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.